Hi, this is Tom from The Happiness Quotient. Thank you for clicking on this episode. If you've chosen to listen to some of my first episodes, 60 or so, they were created before I changed the name to The Happiness Quotient. Don't be confused if you hear my voice welcoming you to Baker Street with Tom Pollard or if you hear me referencing my YouTube channel, Everest Mystery, you're still in the right place. Until I'm a big star and can hire an editor and producer to change every episode to reflect the platform, my gut tells me you'll be okay with hearing Baker Street or Everest Mystery when you click on an episode to The Happiness Quotient. It's all me. So let's just consider us one big happy family where we all learn together brought here by our common interests and our desire to create a better world one episode at a time. I love you. Thank you. Now to the episode. Klaatu Ferrata Niktu. Klaatu Ferrata Niktu. Okay. Welcome to Baker Street. This is Tom Pollard. Thank you for taking time out of your precious day to be here for this mini episode, bonus episode for those people interested in delving deep into the subconscious. Or does the subconscious even exist? That's the question for today. We've had some wonderful guests of late, David Brancaccio of the Marketplace Morning Report just a week or so ago, and Oliver Wood of the Wood Brothers, a fantastic episode featuring some of his new music and the music of the Wood Brothers and life during COVID for a musician who normally would be on a world tour right now. If you are interested in learning more about me, please go to eyesopenproductions.com. You can peruse some of my Mount Everest offerings and photographs there, some background info on me. And also there's a button where you can click for contact information. Feel free to write me. And if you'd like to be added to my mailing list, I hope you will do that. And also, if you like what you hear on Baker Street with Tom Pollard, please click on the subscribe button wherever you are listening. That goes a long way in helping me stay, one, motivated, but two, putting it on the charts, if you will, because getting it out there, getting the word out that Baker Street with Tom Pollard exists is the biggest challenge of all. So any help that I can get from you, I would be deeply honored. Please share any episode with friends, family, on social media. That is how the word gets out there. And I'm looking to you, kiddos, for a little helping hand. Oh, please, thank you so much. The music we are listening to today is by my favorite from Moscow, Russia, the Vivisectors. I found them on the free music archive. The Vivisectors can be found at thevivisectors.com. A few years ago, I 
got a hernia, and they are no fun. And uh, I got it from splitting wood. I really put a lot of, if you will, heart and soul into splitting wood, and I have a wood-burning stove here and go through a few cords every winter. A lot of that I split myself. I woke up one day in a lot of pain after a day or two of splitting wood, and as it turned out, it was a hernia. And fortunately, I was insured at the time and was able to do something about it. And those of you who've always been insured think, hmm, not insured? Well, as it would turn out, for probably half of my adult life, I've been uninsured, more than half, easily more than half, including on every single mountain climbing expedition I've ever been on, uh, except until 2019. So I've been insured for two or three years now, which is pretty amazing. Anyway, so I have this hernia, and I schedule surgery and go to the hospital here where I live to fix the hernia. And they put me under the anesthesia, and boom, I'm awake. And when I awake, there's a nurse standing over me, and she's smiling, and she asks how I'm feeling. And you want to know what I said to her? I said it almost to these exact words. I said, the subconscious is a place created for people who need to hide their fears. Seriously, that was the first thing out of my mouth. I'll say it again. The subconscious is a place created for people who need to hide their fears. So think about that. If we eliminate fear in our lives, we would therefore eliminate the subconscious. It's crazy, right? The subconscious, the existence of it, is never or rarely questioned. Everyone, as far as I know, just assumes that the subconscious exists without questioning it. Well, at least since Sigmund Freud described it in his theory of psychoanalysis. So let's take feeling sorry for oneself as an example. What is feeling sorry for oneself? It's someone who's in a state of not accepting the events or situation that they found themselves in, such as, oh, I hate my hair, or, or my wife is cheating on me. How cursed, how cursed can I possibly be? Oh, I wish I were a little bit taller. Or, or how come they stole my car? Or how come my teacher is such a jerk? Uh, the, the, there's all an element of self-pity in this, not accepting what is going on around oneself and pointing outward to find someone or something to blame for your life, if, if you will. So the, you know, to be a miserable, wretched mess, it's got to be somebody's fault because heaven knows it's not my fault that I'm such a wretched loser. And you curse God and you curse your mother for smoking two packs of cigarettes a day while she was pregnant with you. Or, you know, like you see where I'm headed? It, it, people look outward to point the blame. When the truth is, is that where we are today is the sum total of every choice we have ever made in our entire lives. For better or for worse, we are the driver of this vehicle that gets us to where we are right now. So when one does not feel sorry for oneself, the subconscious, theoretically, at least as I'm describing it, is destroyed. I mean, that's my choice to live in the truth of that and believe it. 
And so the benefits of not feeling sorry for oneself can be huge if that's true. A person who chooses to not feel sorry for him or herself would be coming from a place of acceptance, right? Which is a place of love, a place of acceptance of the universe, of all the people around him or her, for gratitude for the opportunities that exist within so-called negative events in our lives. The true self, the all-knowing aspect of source self, understands that whatever assignment, if you will, is given in life, it will only become more complicated when they, we allow fear to fill us up. To give power to fear is, is in essence, allowing fear to fill us up. So if that person looks in the mirror and says, why me? Why me? They're in complete inacceptance of the vicissitudes of life, the ups, the downs, an understanding of what great opportunities exist in normal life events that are otherwise negative. So my dad, George Pollard, George Huntington Pollard, born on March 18, 1931, had every ailment a person could possibly imagine. Before he died at the age of 73, back in 2004, he was 90% blind, and that was a blood clot released somewhere behind his eyeball and made him go blind. He got prostate cancer, and then he had stage four lung cancer. And my dad was thankful for every single day that he awoke. He was grateful for it, grateful for another day to be alive. And now I, I say this rather jokingly, but my dad, until you know, 30 years, uh, uh, the last 33 years of his life, he didn't drink. But go up to that time, he had every right to just die on the spot, if you will. He was a, a boozer, and thankfully, he bought himself an extra 33 years by quitting. Um, he, while my dad is another essay unto itself for the purposes of what I'm talking about today, his example of acceptance toward life was not lost on me and is not lost on me. And whenever I go to that place looking in the mirror, why me, why me, um, my dad comes to mind and I'm just like, shut up, dude. Once a person understands that wisdom comes from experience, he or she will see each situation as an opportunity to learn, to grow, to become more in touch with the truth of who they are. And then, and only then, can that person become a truly loving person. And additionally, when one regrets the past, they are, in essence, feeling sorry for themselves. A person regretting the past is handing off responsibility for situations in which they lived, giving away any responsibility, not living with the edict you create your reality with the thoughts that you have or that you empower. Most people on this planet do not know or refuse to understand that each person has the power to control their lives by the choices they make. Take me, for instance. I'm at this very time having to pack up the plantation and move out of a place that I've lived in for over eight years that I love very dearly. I talked about it in a mini episode a week ago, blah, blah, blah. I know. Whatever, right? So here I am. What am I going to do about it? Am I going to moan and bitch and moan and curse the people who are asking me to leave? Like, come on, man. You know, 
could a person truly not feeling sorry for himself ever have the thought of being angry at circumstances out of his control? No. our reality with the thoughts that we have, with the thoughts that we truly empower. I mean, weird thoughts are going to curse through our mind from time to time. You know, negative thoughts or, you know, maybe just some self-defeating thoughts. But when we empower those thoughts, they take hold of us. That's what fear does. Fear wants us to question ourselves. And when we don't give power to fear, we become strong and do away with fear. Fear is is a weakling. And all it takes is just for us to not allow fear to take hold of us. I'm not talking about a lion jumping out of a cage in a zoo coming after you. That's good fear. You frickin' run faster than the person next to you. So I've made a choice to come from a loving place, uh, a non-judgmental place, a place that looks at each situation as an opportunity to learn. If I feel sorry for myself for being, say, broke or not having a place to live in three or four weeks, I'm really in a place of judgment about myself and not accepting the fact that on this very day, in this very moment, that every element of this present reality was created by my thoughts, my actions. My reality is not handed down to me by the devil or an ex-wife or somebody who trolled me on Facebook and called me the poser. By the way, that person is blocked. And uh, <laughs> so put, do, don't empower negative thoughts, right? So goodbye. Um, hey, it, it, everything that I'm experiencing now is my doing. Now, I'm not saying there aren't things that don't normally happen in, in the course of a life, but, but people... God knows life is hard enough in its own right, but people can do so much to overcomplicate and make life so much more difficult on their own doing, like as if we need more help to make life hard. It's hard to say goodbye to your dog that you loved for 15 years or your parents die or, or you, you lose a marriage or something. You know, so, but the moment I feel anger toward a person or toward, you know, any, any situation in my life, I'm in judgment of myself, playing victim to the world, not taking responsibility for the reality that I am now experiencing. So as I come into my truth, I'm fully aware that each thought leads to an action or at least to the next thought, right? Thought precedes action. If I don't like my reality, all I need to do, I go no further than the thoughts inside my own mind in order to change that reality. If I come from a negative place, I will more easily feel sorry for myself. However, if I come from a place that knows I am a loving, all-knowing aspect of source, my thoughts will be positive. I won't be afraid to speak my truth. I won't judge others or myself. When I do this, I'll be in a much better place to be a good father, a good ex-husband, a friend, partner, brother, teacher of the light. 
The benefits of not feeling sorry for oneself are limitless, as limitless as the multiverse in which we all live. If our thoughts can dream it, it can be true. My choice is to use that creativity in a positive way, which will empower me and the people around me, and it will draw positive people toward me and me toward them. Our creativity knows no bounds other than those imposed upon it by the limitations of our own human mind. The love and truth of my consciousness expands every moment that I choose to eliminate negativity or fear from my mind and thoughts while filling it with positive and loving thoughts. Like energy likes like energy. Like energy supports like energy like energy is attracted to like energy. Good things will come our way and good things will come my way. As a teacher of the light, at least, you know, theoretically, if I'm talking about beautiful, positive things, that's what people from the light do. I'll give back 100-fold by sharing my truths even the weak ones, even the ones that people are embarrassed to share about their lives. Oh, I was flat broke, or I was divorced for being a shitty husband, or, you know, I, I was unable to make a good living for my family. Whether through my filmmaking, teaching, gifts of money, whatever it may be, I can continue to give back. Feeling sorry for myself only erodes those truths and it only pushes good things away from me. I understand the limitless benefits of not feeling sorry for myself. As I continue to come from a place of love, I welcome the triggers that touch upon my fears. The little bad things that happen day to day that trigger our fears. I'll whittle away at the subconscious, eliminating it altogether. Subconscious is a place created for people who need to hide their fears. The subconscious is a place created for people who need to hide their fears. When one does not feel sorry for oneself, the subconscious is destroyed. That is my choice to live in truth. <laughs> Before I leave you today, I'm going to read you a poem that I wrote ha, on my father's birthday in 1992. This is March 18th, 1992, and I wrote this poem in Jackson, New Hampshire. In the brilliance of the narcotic mountain moonlight, the silence of the shadows permeates us. We pause to howl at the moon. Before taking a breath, we don't even whisper. We listen, giddily, yet silently, waiting. We've become one. Within silence lies the truth. We nod as if knowing, yet we howl just the same. Thank you for being with me today on Baker Street with Tom Pollard. If you like what you hear, please click subscribe and share this with anyone and everyone so more people can find us here. I have a wonderful interview coming up next week. I look forward to sharing it with you. Thank you. Eliminate your fears. Eliminate your subconscious. I will see you all real soon.
If you're still here, please, I would love it if you checked out my Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash Everest Mystery and my YouTube channel, Everest Mystery. Check me out. And as always, leave comments and share your thoughts whenever you can and share it with friends who might be interested in hearing or listening or watching. Thanks so much.